Create an Unstoppable Life, episode 135. Create an Unstoppable Life is all about mindset for the high achiever to help you build a life of fulfillment and freedom. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a mindset and marketing coach and a family medicine physician. It's an honor to spend time with you today. Joyous to be back with you, my friends. It is the last Friday in February. We're like officially two months into 2022. How are you? Like really, how are you doing? Because here's what I know as high achievers, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to perform, achieve, thrive, do, believing that's the way we have to function. That's what leads to fulfillment and freedom. Smile. So that's the reason for checking in to see what your pressure meter is reading to tap into your internal monologue, the one that's keeping score on how you're doing, how you're performing, are you reaching your goals? All the stuff that happens now that we are two months into this new year. See me smiling. I'm not a mind reader. This is what I do, and this is what I know others are doing too. So you will particularly enjoy today's episode. It's a conversation that's about time, literally, and it's just in time smile. First, some announcements. Number one, the ACE Conference, Authenticity, Courage, and Empowerment Conference for Women Physicians, nine weeks away. It will be life-changing, and I say that based on insider information, knowing who's attending, who's speaking, who's coaching, and knowing our newest ambassador on the team. This is what you'll experience being surrounded by women who want more for their life. And more is defined as fulfillment, freedom, depth, connection to other women who are challenging themselves. And this is a small conference. There's 133 total, which means there's an opportunity to meet everyone at least once. Authenticphysicians.com, that's where you'll find all the information and registration. Number two, the inner circle. It's your opportunity to work with me in a very small group on marketing, messaging, business. One of the comments or compliments, I think it's probably compliment, that I receive often is that I have a way with words, a way of simplifying, clarifying, creating vivid pictures, being encouraging and inviting. And that's exactly what you'll experience to amplify your voice, to simplify your marketing, to become more effective in everything that you do. Sign up for a call, learn more. It's all about ease and simplicity and experiencing more of it. GeorgeMDCoaching.com. That's where you can sign up for a call. There's no cost, no obligation, and it's fun. And now on with our show. It's great to be back, by the way. Yesterday, I attended a talk by Dr. Seema Desai on ending time poverty. It's part of the ACE community building. It occurs every Sunday virtually. And it was thought-provoking, like, It resonated so much that it's the basis for our conversation today, for this episode today. You know, we all have a relationship with time. The components for that relationship are how we view time, how we spend time, how we plan our time, what we expect of ourselves, what we expect of others, how we maximize our time, and then how we prioritize what gets our time. It's complicated, right? Maybe. One of the takeaways, 
was the human brain and how it defaults to focusing on the past or the future, but not the present moment. So we're focusing on what needs to be done, what hasn't gotten done, what we failed at, what we have to make up for, all of it taking us out of the moment. Consider this, how often do you revisit an argument from the past? Like go back and you fight it again, or you think of all the things that you should have said or why the other person was just wrong or rude. (laughs) Notice what slips away, your time, this moment, your energy. There is zero ability to control the events of the past, and yet we spend a ton of time trying to do it, trying to change it. How often do you spend time thinking about what you should have gotten done when now that you're at the end of the day, the day's over, and regretting how you spent time? Notice what slips away. This time, being present, this moment, your energy. And also notice what creeps in. All the feels, guilt, regret, frustration, overwhelm, and how it extends into the future. I didn't get that done today. Now I've got to do more tomorrow. And the anxious feeling that can go along with that. The point is the past and the future are what steal this moment. And this moment is really all we have. We spend vast amounts of energy and time trying to control them the past, the future, with very little return. Last week, Craig and I went to play Galaga, by far the best 80s arcade game, there is no doubt. (laughs) So imagine you're at the arcade and you put a $5 bill to get quarters and you get three quarters back. That's what happens with our time and our energy. We insert an incredible amount and we get little back. Does that example help to clarify the relationship with time? You put a lot of energy in, and the return that you get is very little, so of course it seems like there's not enough. This last Christmas, I put the least amount of time and energy into it. From a faith perspective, I enjoy Christmas very much. From the family perspective, I plan simple meals. I asked the in-laws to prepare a meal, had simple gifts. Planned a lot of open time, and it was the most satisfying for me (laughs) and for everyone else. There were no timelines, no agendas, only a few expectations, such as the general expectation, of course, there's going to be food. It's not intuitive to me. The old way of thinking is that more is better, and it is my role, my duty to get things done. That's what came natural for so many years. Getting things done is what brings fulfillment. Except that way of thinking doesn't work now. I'm not sure it worked then, but I didn't know any different. Which leads into a conversation about expectations. What creates fulfillment for you? And does it make your to-do list? So if reading a book creates fulfillment, is it on your list? Is it at the top? And do you enjoy it while you're doing it? Or does your mind go to all the things that need to be done? or to all the people that want your attention. If feeling rested creates fulfillment, is it on your list? To prepare for sleep? To plan extra sleep? If slowing down and spending time with a friend creates fulfillment, is that also on your list? Is it high up? I share tidbits about my life as opportunities for you to look at your life, look at the different areas of your life, and create opportunities with 
in it to challenge what you've been doing and see, does it apply now? Do you want it now? Do you want to keep doing it now? Or is maybe there's something better for your life at this time? We have a 13-year-old dog. It's really fun to see him at this age. We adopted him when he was three months old, so we've known him a long time. And he's a very different dog than he used to be. I've created this routine in the morning of a way of greeting him, waking him up, petting him, talking to him, really focusing on staying in the moment and being with him. Because I don't know how many more moments we're going to have together. And when I'm in the moment with him, it doesn't matter because I'm enjoying him now. I have now. So as you think about or look at your to-do list, is this the list for you? Or is this a list that is really about stuff, doing what other people want, meeting others' expectations? And is what you really want on this list being planned for, prepared for, and being present when you're doing it? So are you listening to yourself, to what you really want, to what your calling is, your mission is, what your core values are? Or is this list based on expectations, outdated expectations you have of yourself or expectations that you think others have for you? Think about what really connects you to yourself. How do you go within to experience the magic of your life? Is it through reading, writing, painting, growing, nurturing, meditating, sitting quietly, enjoying the sights and sounds of what's around you? What connects you to others and nurtures you? Because what connects us to others, especially high achievers, can be service. We want to look beyond that, look deeper than that, and see is it restorative or depleting? Because if we think we have to spend all our time serving others, we want to know what's the return of it. Or be aware of the cost of it. The reason for spending time here is that we'll never have enough time when the focus is on a to-do list that is absent of what matters most. You can spend all your time getting things done, and if you're not getting the important things done to you, You'll never have enough time. So what matters most? Like truly, not the book answer, not the answer that someone's going to go, oh, that's so sweet, or beyond that, my friends. What really matters to you? Here's what might happen as you explore this, the feeling of not enough. As you think about your favorite person and that you've been so busy and all the things you've meant to do, with them or for them that didn't get done, that feeling of not enough may come up. I'm not a mind reader. This is my life experience and the experience that I've shared with others. That's what keeps us stuck doing the same things, putting more on the to-do list because at least we can get it done. We don't have to feel all the stuff that comes up when we think about what matters most. But try and go back there with me. What truly matters most To me, it's to pick up on what's not being said with the people I care most about. It's to add value to their lives in simple ways that they didn't think about or ask for, like unexpected ways, little pockets of joy, that's what we call them, 
surpassing expectations. That's what brings me incredible amounts of joy. That's what gets me tapping into what I can bring to be able to see, hear, encourage what's not being said. Occasionally it's doing things for others that they can already do for themselves, but more often I don't take that task on. I freed myself to be in the space that I want to be in and do things that others can't or won't. And that's what brings joy. That's what truly matters most. Here's what else does. The sound my dog makes some mornings, not all, yet. (laughs) The sound he makes when I'm greeting him. What truly matters most, writing in a way that has purpose and meaning and sending it out into the world. That is joy. Enjoying what I'm doing, enjoying what has been created, and enjoying sending it off. What truly matters most is clearing out the rules and constructs to experience greater purpose and sharing it with treasured souls, offering that they can have it too. What truly matters most, heading to Europe this summer to experience it with Craig and our son. He's studying abroad. It's knowing that this is going to work. How? I don't know. But it's going to work. And that is an experience that I want. That ability to go and be and take in the sights and sounds of places that I haven't been or revisiting places I have been and seeing them with my eyes now, with the depth, the life, that I've experienced and using that to experience everything around me. Going back to the beginning of this episode, our relationship with time is influenced by how we view time. Viewing it through the lens of not enough, never enough, won't ever be enough. Or viewing it with the lens of I have enough. How we spend time. Do we hold ourselves to a list of stuff, a to-do list? Or do we follow what creates meaning and purpose? To-be list. How we plan our time. If we're looking ahead, if we're looking in the past, if we're reliving what we cannot change, or focusing on what matters most. What we expect of ourselves. Are you the doer? the one who's responsible to get things done because no one else can or will or will do it the same way you do? I say that with a big smile. Do you expect yourself to simply experience life, the richness and fullness of it, even if it's an ordinary day? And then looking at what is the return of your service, that internal state that's created? Does it fill you up, empty you out? Is it something in between? Because when we're exhausted, it can easily feel like there's not enough time. Moving on to what you expect of others, do you expect others will be able to take care of things, help out, share the burden, or do you not want to burden them? This comes up so often. Like there's this rule, what we can ask of others, which is not much, and very rarely can we ask. And yet the rule we hold ourselves to Give to others a lot and often. (laughs) Smile. There's quite an imbalance between those two. Moving on, how do we maximize our time? This goes along with expectations. Creating systems, hiring others, doing without the extras, living with less, saying no. 
All of that requires a belief that our time is too precious to waste. I've shared my sports car goal in the past. It is so fun to think about. And here we are in February 2022, and this is where I'm at. It'll be fun financially. It'll be an anchor. And that's not what I want right now. (laughs) I don't want an anchor because my goal, my focus, my priority has become spending a month in Europe, getting back to Portugal with my son. He enjoyed it. We were there when he was 16. He enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too. And when I mentioned to him recently, you know, we can go back this summer, like at the end of your trip, we can go back. It was super joyous to hear him say, I would really like that. I would like that a lot. (laughs) The car can wait. Finally, how we prioritize what gets our time. Your time is an incredible resource. It's the greatest gift that you have to give yourself and give others. So consider with every request you receive to be on a committee, join a group, lead a project, volunteer, attend something. It's like you're spending $100,000. Is it worth it? Will it add meaning and purpose to your life? And if it's of service to others, does it fill you up or deplete you? The goal is to get beyond living a life of should, doing the things because we should, living out others' expectations because we think we should, and instead bringing out what is within us to share. You may notice that living up to what others want or what we think others want from us leads to a lot of coping behavior, scrolling, eating, drinking, to escape the pressure, to escape that discomfort inside, to numb it. It's not just you. And that is another way we lose time. We fall into the trap of believing we don't have enough time because there's all these things we don't want to do or don't want to be instead of focusing on what we do have, what we do want. So what do you do? We've just had a long discussion of time. What do you do? Start with a concept. This concept, the only thing you have is time. And no one knows how much. So how will you spend it today? The only thing you have is time. How will you spend it today? Not overspend it. But how will you spend it? And then ask this question, what truly matters now? It's okay if you don't know or have a plan of how to get it. It's okay if it's uncomfortable. It's okay if it seems like it's too late, you're too far behind, or you don't see a way to do it, or you feel stuck. All of that is okay. You're just getting started. You can't possibly know how to do something you've never done before, especially when you're surrounded by people who are doing the same things you're doing. It's okay. Go with what you do know. What you do know is that there's a general number of hours that you're going to be awake. What you do know are the commitments you've made. And then what you do know or can start to explore is what matters right now. And dedicate 15 minutes. That's it. 15 minutes to what's important to you right now. Start there. I'm 50 years old. I have habits and patterns and rules, many of which I am still uncovering. Big smile. My life is not going to change tomorrow. But it will change when I spend time with what matters most and who matters most. And when I stay with this moment 
rather than fighting the past or being distracted by all the what-ifs in the future. We all have this moment, an opportunity to work towards better, intentionally choosing how we will spend time and energy and experiencing the magic that follows. I am sending you all so much love, my friends. We are two years into a pandemic. I don't know when or if life will become easier around us, but I absolutely know that it can be simpler and more fulfilling within us. Experience more fulfillment and freedom. There's two offers I talked about at the beginning of this show, the Women Physicians Conference and the Inner Circle. Proximity and challenging our old internal constructs, that's what changes life. And that's what increases fulfillment and freedom. When we do less so that we can be more. I'll see you in two weeks, my friends. Ciao. Create clarity and simplicity with all of your marketing so that the people you serve know how you can help them. As a StoryBrand certified guide, I help physicians create this to launch or grow any type of business. Sign up for a consult call with me at georgemdcoaching.com.